What's up, you guys? Welcome to the February 23rd edition of the Rotor World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm Mike Gallagher. And if you haven't noticed my voice sounding bad, it's I'm a little under the weather. Uh, and also, Jonas is really sick, too. But uh, it's the season, man. So get ready for those flu-like symptoms. And um, Barton's sick. We'll see if he has his strep throat. He's supposed to play today. But yeah, we're gonna kind of. I just want to fly through uh, first game after the break, so I definitely don't want to skip this pod uh, to kind of go over what we saw last night with some team making some kind of major changes to their rotation. So a lot of pickups, both shallow and deep, depending on uh, how competitive the league is with pickups. But some some mirages, some legit ones that we just want to go over really fast. So we'll focus on that. Not much news going on today, um, as far as. Marcus Smart being back, and the, the Bucks bigs are back. But, yeah, not much. A um, lot of games tonight, so there'll be a lot going on, too. And hopefully, if I feel a little bit better, uh, we'll be able to go Sunday as well. All right, so let's just jump in on these six games to recap really fast. Again, a lot going on with a lot of bad teams played yesterday. Um, pretty much five of the, of the six teams that started the night were all... In the bottom of the standings, we saw the Kings play later, so they've got some new wrinkles with Frank Mason coming back. So again, um, the waiver wire is kind of interesting um, from kind of a small slate. But we'll start with the Knicks. Uh, really, the, one of the big stories yesterday was they finally swapped out Jared Jack, who was a DMP CD. They started Moutier. Defense looked bad. Shot selection was okay. I didn't think he played terribly, but really the star of the show was Trey Burke. Season high 26 from him. Dominated the basketball. Um, yeah, six assists, one steal, one block even, four boards, two threes on 22 shots in the field, no free throws, and one turnover. That's really, really nice, efficient line in 30 minutes. I'm kind of not buying. Um, Burke's been pretty good, though. We saw him light it up in Phoenix. We've seen him kind of have these bright spots, but, you know, you'd think they would play Nita Keener more. They'd like him off the bench. Moody is still going to start. Like, kind of like Jamal Murray. Where if Moody is hot, we saw Murray lose minutes. I think the same thing could happen with Burke. Moody can get hot. So it's going to be kind of a headache. Uh, I don't really want to firmly put my chips on any one of the three. Um, I definitely don't want Neil Aquina. Um, but Burke's hot, so I guess he's the pickup here. Uh, again, coming off, again, a really, really nice, nice line there. So I'm down picking him up just to run down the combinations. It was 26 minutes of... Nita Kina and Burke. So those two played 30 together. And then basically the remainder was them with Moutier. So more or less they were playing two point guard lineups while they were out there. But Moutier by himself was there for 18. So there's your 48 minutes. Um, 30 plus 18 is 48. So there you go. Um, but yeah, nobody you really want to be excited about. After that, not too much going on. Um, I guess kind of a big takeaway was... Cantor uh, cut his minutes down to 21. That's something we've got to keep an eye out. Uh, O'Quinn played kind of okay. They like him. Definitely could see a hot hand. We'll see if the unicorn that gets in the mix. Eight, eight minutes, didn't do anything with him. Um, definitely a guy that, if you picked him up, probably dropping him. Um, it's going to be a little bit before they really turn him um, turn him loose, if they even ever, ever do that. Um, Hardaway's fine. Actually, a pretty good game from him. 23 and 6 times. I think he's going to be pretty good. Um, I don't think he's going to get shut down, uh, at least for a while. So I would trot him out there. Beasley, his minutes are going to be in the mid-30s, but three blocks from him. So he's definitely a guy you should own and kind of count on. I think he can kind of be a difference maker for you. Uh, Magic-wise, 
Vogel kept his word, and he played Mario Hazonia at the three quite a bit. Um, and he, like we said uh, in the pod on Wednesday, Hazonia could still probably hold value, and he kind of, I think he's going to. Um, he played He played 27 minutes, 15 points, four boards, two assists, two steals, and a three on 15 shots in the field. So that's pretty good volume from him on a second unit that just has no no punch. Biombo can't really score. Juan Duke really can't. Birch, obviously. Max not a big scorer. A foul is bad. So he's in a pretty good spot. So, yeah, roll him out there. I think he's going to be... I'd probably rather have him over Burke or any of those guys. Again, like we said, this guy plays three positions. He started shooting guard before. And obviously the power forward. And now he's small forward. He's not your typical four-man. He's position flexible. And we love that off the bench. We always talk about that. So... Go with him. DJA, I mean, if you want to cut DJA for Burke, I'm not opposed to that. Again, DJA, I don't think he's going to be really a difference-making kind of a guy, especially now that the Magic Stars are good because, I mean, look at the Knicks roster. What you, Their best scorers are Beasley and Hardaway. You know, nobody really special there. Um, meanwhile, I should talk about Courtney Lee in a second too. But the Magic, they have good scores. Vooch, Gordon, Fournier. Even Juice can get hot as a scorer. Hey, Azonia is a better scorer than Augustine is, pretty much. Like, you're just counting on Augustine making threes and filling in four or five assists, where Burke, we saw him go off yesterday. So, Burke will probably be a bumpier ride, but that's fine. Um, so, maybe check out schedules. But yeah, Burke's hotter for sure. Um, DJ's kind of cooled off from that first game, which we kind of expected. Uh, quickly on Courtney Lee. Again, I was a, he was a big loser because of all the two point guard lineups. I don't think he'll be 14 minutes. So I would still probably hold on to him, but he's definitely a guy I would expect to trend down. So if you're maybe an 8 or 10 teamer and Lee's one of your worst players and you're seeing a guy like Kazonier or somebody like that, I'm cool with that. Um, again, Lee's, he's he's pretty much capped at like 7th rounder or even going forward, I'd say he's capped at like ninth. So which is fine. That's, that's, you'll take that in, in your 12-teamers and your 14-teamers and so forth, but you want a little bit more upside. Um, or if you want to stream that spot, too, I'm down with that. But, Lee, I definitely expect to trend down now that the Knicks are more open to playing the younger players. Uh, Gordon return minutes were going to be, quote, reasonable. So that was 25, reasonable. That's kind of what you expected mid-20s. Vooch was also at 24. Vooch looked great. Gordon looked rusty. Kind of expected that with the way Gordon is built as a scorer. Um, where Vooch kind of has his, his wheelhouse and he stays right in and Gordon needs to do a little bit more things. So I'd expect Gordon to heat up a little bit. Again, you're going to count on him. Um, we talked about this yesterday, or Wednesday. If you could sell him for 80, if you still have your deadline coming up, a couple of my leagues, the deadline's on the 28th. So if you wanted to flip him for like a 7th rounder on a guy who's on a competitive team who you know is going to be battling for the playoff spots, I'm down for that. Uh, and I like Gordon a lot. I have Gordon on a lot of teams. So um, definitely, um, an, un, uh, I guess, the favorable bias. But I still think he's going to be okay. Just um, not as good as he was in the first month of the season. 48-5. Again, you got to worry about minor injuries with these bad teams. Um, the Magic are in the lottery race for sure. So... Okay, so another interesting wrinkle yesterday, big lineup change was D'Angelo Russell started, played pretty well. One of his better games, really aggressive, as I said in the board, almost to a fault, um, taking shots that weren't there. He had a really bad shot clock violation. I forget when, but it was just like, dude, get the ball up um, or pass it, and he didn't, and it was a shot clock. But besides the mistakes, it was a good line. 7 of 16 from the field, two threes, made almost free throws, three of them, 19, five dimes. 
four boards and a block. Only three turnovers. You'll take that all day. So I thought he looked great. He got into the lane. So if you're a Russell owner, um, you wanted him to start. You wanted him to play 30 minutes. You got all those things. It's just he's got to fine-tune his game, and he's got to perform better. So it's just we're just waiting. He's got the role. He's got the minutes. He just needs to play better. So it's setting up nicely for him. I guess kind of the big story, waiver wire-wise, was Dante Cunningham. I'm personally not buying because we're going to see Rondé. He should come back on Monday, so I would leave him on the wire. Um, like we always say, that guy just kills upside for the younger players that we like. So hopefully he doesn't hurt Jared Allen or Rondé. I don't think he will. But they're going to play him, whether they play him on, instead of AAC or Carroll or somebody. We think the Nets are probably going to sit guys occasionally, right? These older guys, whether it be... You'd think that Carroll is going to get games off at some point, so I'm okay dropping him if you wanted to drop him for like a hot burke or something like that. Um, Crab cooled off. The, the break didn't help him. He was coming in hot, but only 4.15. Still good volume with Russell. Minutes didn't get hurt. But keep in mind, Ronnie didn't play, Levert didn't play. So someone's going to get squeezed when these guys come out because Atkinson did say he wants to play Levert when he comes back. He's getting closer. So, yeah, expect expect a squeeze coming down from all those guys I mentioned. Crab, Carroll, and Harris. Um, and I'd probably rank them like that. And then AC pretty much could drop now if you were using him with Ronde getting close. Not that his upside was high anyways. Um, but Jared Allen, kind of a rebound game. We saw him kind of fade out a little bit before the break hit. Uh, encouraging game. Dwight Howard, he had two... Um, he, Dwight Howard dominated him. He had two early fouls. I want to say three minutes into the game. And Atkinson left him in. That was a really big sign for me that he trusts him. Didn't have his third foul until the fourth quarter. It was a loose ball foul. It was... Um, yeah, it was a, it was kind of a win for Team Jared Allen, despite not a great stat line, nine and seven, but two blocks you'll definitely take. Hornets kind of is what it is. They're as we've said, they're gonna assess kind of I guess it will be five to seven games from now about where they're at. They're five back, I believe, of the eight spot. So if they get hot and the teams in the backside of the standings and the playoffs fade. They may go for it. That's what you're rooting for. If you're if you're a Kemba owner or a Batum owner, MKG, Marvin, you're you're rooting for the Hornets bad. Like the, like we said with the Jazz a couple months ago, you want them to start winning games, and they are. So maybe the Hornets can do that. Um, Kemba's definitely capable of rolling. Dwight Howard also has been really good in the glass. He's in high 20, 24 boards. So yeah, he's he's cool. Um, yeah, kind of is what it is. There's really not going to be much waiver wire action here. Uh, Lamb will be okay if guys sit, sure, but... Um, okay, so I guess probably the best game of the day. It was a great one. Let's say Chicago. Um, nice comeback win. Bulls choked this one. I think they were up five with the ball with a minute left, and they couldn't close it out. Denzel Valentine, terrible, terrible mistake, but we'll start with the headline of the night um, as far as waiver wire, shallow league waiver wire pickups go. Bobby Portis is needed to be owned weeks ago. Uh, once we found out the Bulls were, once Nico got traded, Bobby Portis was a must-own player, and he validated that. Um, career high 38, said he was going to get 40 uh, as he was in the fourth quarter, but didn't quite happen. Had an opportunity to win the game on a, a lob pass, didn't go down though, so congrats on the loss for the Bulls, the tanking Bulls. 
Uh, but yeah, no analysis needed there. Pick him up. Uh, I, th- I don't think he'll be that good, obviously. But I could see like 17 points, 7 boards, maybe a combined one and a half defensive stats uh, and two threes. That's pretty good. Uh, if you can make his free throws, you're probably looking at like sixth rounder. So uh, I definitely am on the Bobby Portis bandwagon. Uh, Paul Zipster got hurt. That's kind of good news for Denzel Valentine and David Nwaba, who was probably the competitive pickup of the night last night. I thought he played great. We uh, exceeded expectations, fouled out, had a lot of tough coverages on defense, but uh, he won't be this good. He'll be he'll be like 12 points, 5 boards, 1.5 assists, 1.6 steals, maybe .8 blocks and a 3. If he shoots the ball well, you're looking like Gary Harris light. You're looking probably like eighth rounder if he can do that. He definitely can. Um, the question is, though, Justin Holiday was a surprise coming into the night because at shoot-around, they were like, oh, yeah, he's coming off the bench, he'll be in the rotation. And then pregame, like, nope, not dressing. So that was a surprise. You would think that Justin Holiday is not going to be shut down for the year. So that's that's why I'm a little hesitant to say Nawaba's a, a hot, hot pickup. So like I wouldn't want to cut somebody that I've been counting on. But yeah, again, he played great. What Really, what more could you ask for? Um, Dunn was not good. Felicio started, wasn't very good. Bobby Portis stole his thunder, obviously. Marketing's in a brutal, brutal slump. Bilo, I guess if you can. Um, we kind of knew he was going to eventually have his rookie wall for how, how jump shot dependent he is. Thought Noah Vonley gave him good minutes, maybe like super deep twenty teamer. Um, but yeah, he's he's the fourth big on a team that doesn't have very many good bigs, so it's not like his upside's that high. Uh, Cameron Payne had a pretty good showing. I don't think you're going to add him. I mean, you're obviously adding Trey Burke, or I, I would probably I don't I'd rather own Payne over Nita Kina. I think um, that's more of a, a testament to how much I don't like Nita Kina. But yeah, we'll see what happens uh, if they dial back Don. Levine was really good. Season high, 5-3. He's 23 points. He's looked phenomenal as a scorer lately. So good for him. Um, Sixers, again, this team is pretty much dried up waiver wire-wise because their stars do the heavy lifting. Their starting five has been good. Um, Simmons, career high. A lot of career highs in this game, right? Three career highs in this game from Portis, Nawaba, and Ben Simmons. Um, So that was pretty cool. Yeah, Ben looks good. Um, Ben's kind of... Donovan Mitchell caught up to him rookie of the year, but Ben's heating up again. This six-game winning streak is definitely helping his rookie of the year case. Uh, 98% chance for the Sixers to make the playoffs, by the way, so they're looking pretty good. Roko's cold, man. We know this. Uh, he's like me. He's got a, he's got a cold um, as far as his shooting slump goes. But, um, yeah, you know the deal. Just weather the storm. He'll be fine. Um, his defense is too good. I... The thing I mentioned in his blurb last night is as he's been cold, they've been winning games. So what happens if they're down seven or eight, nine points in the last five, six minutes of the game and they're going to need somebody who can hit shots like, say, Marco Bellinelli? In that instance, would they be willing to play Marco over Rocco? I kind of think they would, depending on the circumstances, matchups, or defense. But it's definitely got to be an option for Brett Brown because Covington, for his last dozen games, has been just terrible. Uh, hitting shots, so, but yeah, again, overall, he's, I, I still think even if this happens, he's still going to get you in a like worst case scenario, like twenty six minutes, which is fine. Uh, we saw him play twenty six minutes against the Heat the other day. Like I said, that's pretty much worst case, excluding garbage time. 
So he's all right. And Bede's a beast. Um, yeah, don't need to even talk about that. Yeah, you're pretty much going to probably cut TJ McConnell. I don't think he's going to be that good. Um, yeah. So, uh, not much waiver wire. Oh, well, not much waiver wire in the Wizards game. Um, I think the Cavs are going to be kind of a headache, man. Uh, they're. It's going to be someone filling in like every different night. Like one night. <coughs> excuse me. It'll be. Rodney, it'll be Clarkson, we saw him get hot the other day, but it's going to be kind of a roulette wheel for who gets hot. Um, <clears throat> so I really wouldn't be too excited about anybody uh, after LeBron. So I guess I probably want still want George Hill, because I think his minutes are going to be the most consistent of the bunch. Uh, and then you're looking at pretty much need after that. Larry Nance, Clarkson, and Hood are all kind of in that same tier. Uh, where they're basically going to be your last two or three players on your roster, I would say. So I'm not tied to any of them either. If if you want to drop them for for somebody hot, um, maybe wait one more because Clarkson look pretty good. Hood Hoods look pretty decent. They have a back they have a back to back coming up too. So uh, they play three games in four days to wrap up this week. So if you have a Cav in a short week, you got a leg up. Thomas Sedaransky's insane, so basically, congrats if you picked him up. He should, he won't be this good, but uh, he's been just unreal. Um, 17, 8 assists, 2 steals, so definitely rock him for the next four weeks. He's legit. Uh, Kelly Oubre's finally getting it going. Again, I love Oubre. I really put my chips in on him. Uh, I actually don't have him a lot, too, so that's kind of, uh, I'm not too biased. I haven't been over like one or two leagues. Um, I play mostly deeps, and he's been held all year. But I, I do like Oubre quite a bit. Um, 32 minutes from him. Again, this is a big stretch coming up for the Wizards. They've got some tough games coming up. So he'll need to play well. I think he will. Uh, Beal's a beast. We know this. Um, Morris has been heating up. Otto's finally turning around. We've seen Otto kind of be cold out wall, so that was good. OKC Sacramento. This game... So if you're a big stats guy and you're checking box scores all the time, you probably are, you may have noticed that the OKC Sacramento game, their box scores crashed. So that was fun. For I had to recap this game last night. It wasn't fun. I had to kind of do it blind. <laughs> I, did, I watched the game um, pretty much in its entirety, so I had a good feel for the game. Um, but it, it's it's tough writing up a writing up a recap without without really seeing box scores. You kind of kind of have a, a sense. Like I had a funny feeling George had like mid twenties points. Westbrook had the triple double. I knew that, and then he had the game winner, obviously. But it was kind of fun to to kind of fly blind and recap it. Um, anyways, OKC. We saw Josh Houston start, no takeaway. Like we've been saying, it's pretty much a wasteland after those big four, Westbrook, Melo, George, and Adam. Like They just soak up so much usage that no one else is going to really have value. I thought Raymond Felton played pretty well uh, late in the game, had a couple big buckets just when they were losing grip on this game. Uh, Zebo had a big game, 40 minutes from him, so I don't know if he's going to be that good. Uh, he actually, I know he won't be that good. Excuse me, my brain's not working all that well right now. Um, but yeah, he got the DMPCD before the break. Keep in mind, Costa Kufus was ill, so it was really a perfect storm for him. Um, he'll probably rest one every three games, something like that. That sucks. But if he's going to drop twenty nine twelve, it's worthwhile. 
Uh, I thought Scott LeBissier had an okay debut. Had the two blocks. That was big. I thought he looked kind of bouncy. He wasn't grabbing his shoulder, so I think resting him was the right move. I'm okay picking him up. Uh, as a matter of fact, if he's still sitting on your wire right now, I probably wouldn't add him. Um, if he does it again, then yeah, maybe that would sway me. Because this team, they want to play him. They do. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Buddy Heald had a pretty good game. 19, uh, career high 9. I believe his old career high was 8. Um, the original box score that I was going off of uh, had 10. But uh, 4 assists, 3 threes. Great game from him. Uh, again, the Kings second unit really came through. Um, and again, it's the old seesaw, right? Bogdan was ice cold. Turnover prone, really bad game from him. And this is the story with the Kings. They're go- it's going to be... Collie Stein will be kind of steady. Fox needs to stay on the court. But after those two guys, it's kind of a mess. Um, yeah, like it's not going to be fun. This team is the worst team to write up for, for me. Um, just because they're so sporadic. They're going to be really annoying for DFS. Like It's not fun. Jaeger has like 13 options he can go to. And... Um, luckily, he didn't have it last night because Shepard was out. Costa Kufus was out. So, yeah, it's not going to be fun owning most of these guys. Last game, uh, we got the Clippers. Uh, travel complications for Tyrone Wallace kept him out of the starting lineup. But he started the second half. Played okay. Um, yeah, kind of is what it is. Milos, four threes. Decent game from him, 14 points. I guess if I'd want Milos over... Tyrone, I guess that's pretty easy. But Austin Rivers looks pretty good. Tobias has been unreal. It's crazy how fast that guy adjusts on the fly. Uh, Gallo got hurt late, got 10 2 by a trainer, but it sounds like he's okay. Keep an eye on that. We all know how injury prone Gallo is. Um, and yeah, DJ was pretty solid, as is. Uh, he's going to be safe. He's making free throws, 6 of 6 yesterday, so good for him. Uh, Lou Williams studies a rock. Love those 12 dimes from him. Warriors kind of is what it is. Curry went berserk. Uh, he's definitely in Steph, going to Steph mode. So nothing really good. Clay was red hot earlier. I think he made his first seven shots or something like that. And he cooled off after that. So All-Star break did him well. Uh, a lot of death lineup. And a big lineup change too. A lot of lineup changes yesterday. JaVale McGee started. Said he'd play about 13 to 15 minutes. And that's what happened. He played 14. So... Not really a guy you're going to count on. Again, kind of like OKC. This team has four studs, and you pretty much just fill in the gaps with the rest of the guys that aren't going to have much fantasy value. So, uh, Although I think one sneaky takeaway from this one down the line, or if you're in a deep league now, Jordan Bell. Uh, I think making that lineup change, because they do like McKee off the bench, and the reason why that they swapped Zaza out was because of slow start. So that wasn't more about Jabell being good as much it was about Zaza being bad. So I think if Bell, and again, Kerr said when Bell's healthy, he's going to play. So if you have an IR spot or something along those lines, I'm down, man. Um, we know Jordan Bell can really fill it up. Not playing the Bulls anymore, though, so that's unfortunate. But, yeah, I think Bell's a sneaky pickup. Uh, again, he can fill it up defensively. Uh, big upside. He's going to shoot the ball well with the dunks and stuff. So down with that. Alright, so we will get out of here on that. Uh, hope you guys didn't mind my nasally, throaty, whatever voice. Uh, it was, I feel like I've been like yelling at my players and my voice is just gone right now. So again, we'll be be- we should be back tomorrow. I'm hoping I feel a little bit better. Um, so you guys enjoy, happy pickups, and we'll catch you next time.